Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I see you, Bishop. One second. I need to unmute you. Okay. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you well. Okay. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good, good, good. How you feel? Feel good. My son just hit you with an a unexpected assignment, which was to take him to the, to the uh, train because he, he needs to go to Atlanta. Okay. Well, you got to take him. Yeah. He's a good kid. I love him. I know you do. I know you do. do. Everything work out okay? Everything's cool. Okay, good. Good. All right. So um, today we're going to be talking about Monique, too. You all right to talk about Monique, too? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, you want you want to um, pray first? Or you want me to pray? You can pray. Okay. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you, oh God. And we come before you just asking that you order um, the words throughout this call, bring to the remembrance of your, your manservant everything uh, that needs to be spoken and said to the people, oh God. And uh, even order my words so that I can continue to encourage the people and present uh, Bishop Davenport as the expert, oh God, whatever you desire to be known uh, through this book that is going to help someone see to it that it is said here today. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We love you. Amen. 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 Amen
Amen. Amen. So, um, how far back do you want to go? You want you want to talk about how you met and all that kind of stuff, or did you want to bring it uh, up a little bit? But yeah, how, when did you meet? How far? When did y'all meet? How did y'all meet? When did we meet? When? And how, how? When did you meet? And how did you guys meet? Um, church. Um, she was single with Love Fellowship in many, many years now. Mm-hmm. Many, many moons. <laughs> okay. I'm 42. I must have been 20 years ago when we met for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. My sister sung in the choir and, uh, with Love Fellowship. And uh, Monique was just, you know, coming around with Hezekiah back then, with Kaya. So we met then. But uh, the relationship kind of took off. Let me see, when did we start, like, being really cool, cool? When I had her come preach for me a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I had her come preach for me on a couple of Sunday mornings. And he had gotten into some record deal. Her and her husband, they broke up. She was trying to do her own record. And um, by that time, she knew that I was doing more secular stuff um, with uh, Universal Records and things like that. Uh, so I began to help her manage her her, her, her album. Mm-hmm. For managing her album, we got tight. Okay. Real tight. Okay. We got real tight. <laughs> I caught it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just I just like we were out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, that's all right. Go ahead. And um, after my divorce, me and her really just started, you know, openly dating. Okay. Well, me and Monique, you know, we was we was friends before we I got divorced, but we openly dated once I got divorced. So, I got to make it plain. Were you having an affair with Monique, too, while you were still married to Monique, one? Yes. I mean, I okay. That's the way I put it. Yeah. Okay. You, you want that in, in the book, or you want to just... No. <laughs> right. We're going we're gonna to cover that, right? We're going to cover that. Okay. That All right. Good. That wouldn't, uh, you know... It wouldn't go over too well. Right, right. Okay, so y'all started openly dating after your divorce, and when did you fall in love with her, or when did you realize, yeah, when did you fall in love with her? Before we started openly dating, I can tell you that much. Mm -hmm. I don't know when it was, but it was one of those days. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
Did she feel the same way about you? Yeah, she had been felt the same way. Okay. It took her. It, it took her. It took me much longer to, to, to get to that in love place. You know, we. Okay. I, I just. I, I didn't believe it in love. Why? I, because the, the the first marriage took me through so much, and that was okay. the first time I fell in love. And once I got hurt in that marriage, then I I didn't believe in it any longer. I lost my my whole belief in that. And I I still do feel like a lot of people exaggerate the in love thing. Um, when you fall in love, this it, I don't think it's common. And no doubt, I think is uh, without without a great sacrifice. Um, that's just my opinion. I think a lot of people. Um, I think we can do a lot on like. And like I, what? What do you mean now? Like I can like you, and that's that's good enough for me. Because <laughs> okay. I don't like it. Because I don't like everybody. Uh, I, I, think, I think we minimize. I think we minimize the importance of like. Okay. Um, and I don't think we take the proper steps towards in love. We minimize like. We go straight to love or in love. And I think oh, it's, it's good important. To, I think it's good to ride that like thing for a little while. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I can be affectionate or dislike. I can do, I can take you out, she's very nice, just on light. And so I liked her. And to get to love her was a process, and then definitely in love, but something I didn't believe in, so that was uh, quite a process for me. It had to really just happen, happen without me being so consciously aware. So when did when were you when did that realization come? Like, oh wait a minute, I'm I, I'm in love, I didn't fell in love. Uh, I, I would say I would say uh, probably shortly after the divorce. I would say shortly after my divorce, I felt like you know I'm in love with Moni and I'm going to marry her one day. I knew I was coming. Now, mm-hmm. you knew you was going to marry her. Yeah, I really did. I, I, I'm going to marry her for one day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see you, I can see you saying that. Um, okay. So, um, how was the marriage? Because she has how many children? One biologically and one other person that she calls her daughter. Oh, okay. But you two don't have children together? No. Okay. All right. So um, tell me about the marriage, the families coming together. Uh, I know you told me that Donnie McClurkin uh, married y'all in the office, in, 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 right? Yeah. He married y'all, right? Okay. So, um, y'all get married. Tell me how the transition was to bringing these two families together. Well, the mar- me and Monique were fine. I mean, but, of course, it was very controversial. 
um, because, you know, it's a year and a couple of months after my divorce. And the way we did it was spontaneous um, with nobody else knowing what was going on. There was no prior announcement. So with her daughter having to hear of her mother's um, um, marriage to me by way of the Internet, um, really put a sour taste in her mouth. Um, How old was her daughter at the time? We were married 40 years, guys. He's 22, so I would say 18. 18? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, 18 years old. Okay. And, uh, and your and children? Uh-huh. My children? My children were probably a year younger, 17. Because my children are 21 now. Yeah, 17. Um, the oldest were 17. And after that was, one is 19, so let's say 14. And 14, 15, 17. And one was 14. Now, 14, 15, 15 18. Well, Juwan was 15. Jerome was 15. Jerome was 15. 14 or 15. Then I had my um, my other daughter who was three years behind Jerome. She's 16 now. Yeah, she's three years behind Jerome. She would have been about... Jerome was 15. She would have been, what, 11? Twelve. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. So they're all able to really formulate all kinds of ideas and thoughts. Well, you know, a little bit well thought out, more than a, a, a child that's four or five years old. What What did they feel about her? How did, did they like her? What did they say? Yeah, they liked her. They, you know, they, they, my children love me so much that they, first of all, the children's, Attitude was if this if my father is happy, she makes my father happy, then then we're happy. That's enough. Okay. Yeah, I I I didn't get any backlash, no no trouble out of my children at all. They 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 loved her because I loved her. Mhm. Okay. I got it. Um. All right, so you're married. I would imagine it was all good in the beginning. Well, of course, again, of course, remember again, and I, I will say that again, my children were good. Her children? Not so okay. When I tell you hate and evil filled their heart. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was disgusting. It was terrible. It was uh, it's nasty. And oh, it's been nasty. Wow. It's been it's been nasty for four years. No matter what I say or do, it's just 
nasty. My daughter's like a little, I call her a demon. Okay. A little girl. That's a little demon, Kaisha. Uh, uh, well, I first had a lot of patience because the way it's done, you know, I, I, I don't like to just ever consider me, you know, and my feelings. I, I really don't. So I had to look at it from another perspective, which was, you know, she she's angry because you know, she has, the way she had to find out, very bad, you know, mother's married by way of social media, even though that's, we were forced into that position. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. Couldn't, yeah. We couldn't tell anyone. We couldn't let it out the bag simply because she was very close to her father by this, by this time, and her father was still very bitter. Oh. And we didn't want anything to interfere with that moment. Now, who's... Is Hezekiah Kaija's father? Yeah. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he was boy. very bitter and he's very manipulative. And we just couldn't, we felt like, you know, it's not going to be good for us to to let that out the bag because um, she was going to speak to her father because she, she, she knitted to him. At this point, we got knitted and then he would, you know, we, we, we just didn't want him being like a little woman and causing a bunch of issues and problems. Right, right. Okay. Um, how did she react to the things that her daughter, you know, did or said? Or... Yeah. Everything was always she's a child. She's angry. You know, uh, no accountability. No, never made a daughter show no accountability. I mean, it really gets just terrible. Um, you know, Monique is a horrible, uh, she's horrible at the parent, parent. So she's, she's more like parent friend. Okay, but not the mothering aspect. Yeah, no, she's not going to do the parent motherly, like, really, you know what I'm saying? Okay, enough. You know, she's not going to do that. Okay. Um, was this a strike for you? Was this, like... Yeah, um, it, it, it was very troublesome during past the time because, you know, I did everything I could to straighten it out. Like, I drove from Charlotte to Virginia to go apologize to that young lady mm-hmm. for the hurt that she did suffer from finding out about the marriage like that, but not apologizing for the marriage, but just the way we went about it, which could have been very hurting to her. And um, let her know that we deeply apologize. And, you know, we understand that she's upset right now. And maybe one day in the future when she's ready, you know, that uh, we will be able to sit down and, and, you know, also uh, be able to be, very, you know, nice and loving and have a relationship. But, again, that's not something that I'm forcing. You know, I just let her know. It's nothing forced, no time limit. You know, and that got me nowhere. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay. Do you think that her dad had a lot to do with the oh, way absolutely. she responded? Oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, 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 he definitely was, you know, kind of handed being a manipulator and controlling her, what she thinks and feels. And oh, wow. Monique, you know, Monique didn't have, have no power. <laughs> Okay. So that was his way of getting into your house, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Having that daughter just give us hell. Mm. Well, how important is it with with the blended families? How important is it to make sure that there is some boundaries you know, that our children don't cross because I've heard so many things, so many things, so many um, horror stories because of the children. Uh, it's like I, uh, um, I swear it is a horror story because of this child. She had mm-hmm. a big part in it, a big part. Uh, she, she, she was a cause of a lot of this stuff. And I can never, ever return back to Monique because I can't, I, now I just totally cannot stand the sight of that girl. Of Monique or of Kaisha? Kaisha. So I, I, there is no hope for me and Monique ever because I just don't, I don't want no feelings at all. I don't, I don't want to see her. And when I get like this, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for a moment, for a long time. And I can I can be like that. At the same time, I forgive her. God bless. Mm-hmm. I I want no connections. No parts. No nothing. No, no, no parts. Okay. Um. Do you want to dig into that in the book about how we need to? Is there a certain way that we can handle our children well, as far as blended families? Um. I think we can dig into it, um, and the one of the ways is I think we, you know, we follow the scripture. You know, we're not going to put the scripture in the book, but you know, um, the covenant of marriage says we're one, and and if you wasn't ready to be one with me, then you know I. I can't let my children come against my wife. I can't let I can't let it happen. Or else I should not marry. Can't. I, I understand children are our heart, but they also are here to be subject and obedient as well. And, right. Um, <laughs> you know, there has to be a respect that they have for you enough to be able to say, "I don't agree," but. Because you said, and if a child is able to run and just be reckless and trifling and destructive, then that looks bad on you as a parent, a wife. Oh, it can't happen. No, to have a dislike, to have a dislike, okay, we, we understand that. We good, but to now display it to where it's being destructive 
in the in this marriage is is crossing the line. You know, I'm not gonna beat you and yell at you for the fact that you don't like him yet. But there will be a problem if you think you are disrespected. Right. So in other words, um, you know, um the, the, the goal should be because I'm your mother or because I'm your father, you respect if you can't uh respect him, you're gonna do it out of respect for me. But if she was more mother friend than she was mother mother, then um, that really wasn't necessarily possible. Not possible because you you when oh. you're when you're a friend you can't lay a law. You can't right, lay it. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I give you an example now. My children were five, but one weekend my daughter went to go hang with her mother. When she came back to my house. Monique said, you know, Jasmine seems to be acting very shady and almost to a point where it's disrespectful for now, you know, two days or so. Oh. I said, really? Like, you know, she said, she's hardly speaking. But she she said, you know, I said, did she say something out of line real nasty? She said, no, it's just a disposition. So, okay. I called my daughter. And I said, uh, meet me downstairs. At the time, we was living in an apartment uh, building, high-rise thing here in Charlotte. And um, I said, meet me downstairs. And I said, let me explain to you something. Um, From what I hear, you know, my wife is telling me that your disposition is a little unkind and unfriendly. I said, now... Um, I'm put a little put two and two together. You went to your mother's house, and your mother had things to say about um, my wife, how we got together, all that stuff. Okay, I said, don't bring your mother's gripe over here to this house. You hear me? Don't do it. Whatever your mother had to say, then your mother, who should not be saying all that stuff to you. Because I can say a whole bunch of stuff too. You gonna leave that outside my door? Mm. But here, that woman upstairs has been nice to you, has been kind to you, and has been there for you. Mm. And that's what you are going to base how you receive her. This your relationship with her. How about that? She was like. Okay, Dad, I said, okay, don't let me have to come down the street again, all right? Okay. Yeah. We were kids, straightened out, mm-hmm. done, never had no problems ever since. That's it. That's it. You know, and I'm not playing. We're not playing because I'm never going to be no friend. I'm going to be Dad all the time. I tell my kids. I know that's I'm right. All the time. You got, you, let me see. You, you you cannot replace a mom and uh, uh, your biological mom and father. Cannot. Mm. Okay, everyone else is called a babysitter. Nobody right. cannot replace a biological mother father. <laughs> Therefore, when when I'm done and I leave, there's a void there. Friends, you can replace all that. Mm-hmm. You can you have more friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm going to continue to be and serve in a capacity that 
it's so important to you that when I finish and I leave the scene, there's a void. A void that cannot really be replaced. You know, put me anywhere. I know we got spiritual mothers and fathers. That's good. You're not my biological mother or father. That's the truth. That's true. No, and, and I say that even about my ex-wife to the kids, even though, even though I haven't always gotten along with her, I've always told them, my wife does not replace your mom. Mm. You only have one biological mother. Mm-hmm. How important is that for step-parents to remember? Well, they, they 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 need to know that because everyone then is able to 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 ride in their lane, you know. I, I wasn't even interested in being Taisha's stepfather because mm-hmm. at this point I have I have a handful of children. <laughs> yes, okay, enough. We got I have, yeah. I have five biological children. I'm not interested in trying to be like be your father, act like your father. You have a father. And I came into the marriage saying that in counseling. I said, she has a father, okay? I do not need to try to replace him or win her over, okay? I've been very nice to Taisha. I will always be a nice person to people, period. But uh, Uh it's just, it's a very sticky place when you don't have a parent that's going to really let a child see you're not going to be disrespectful. And if you mm-hmm. do, it, it's, it's a chance that our relationship will suffer because I chose him to be my husband. Right. So I chose him to be my husband. And, and as a husband, how can he be a head of a household when he can't get the support of his wife to at least tell children, listen, you're not going to... And and don't tell me you're doing it, and and I don't ever see it because that's just stupid to me. That's crazy, uh-huh. you know. And that's what she tell me. No, I do chastise her. No, the moment she's disrespectful right in front of me, you need to check her. Excuse me, Kaisha. See that man right there? Uh-huh. That's my husband. Right. So disrespect her. And if and if I did something so wrong to her, I don't mind you. Bringing us in a in a meeting and and you finding out what I did. I don't have no problem with that because you can't have step parents that are evil towards children either. Uh-huh. But you can't just you know it will never help a child to see that the the husband just constantly disrespects or does things that are. are Really, probably legal or lawful to to, to a child. You know, you got to be careful with these step step people. Right, right. You know? So you got to be very. You know, you 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 have to make the child feel that they can, you know, stand in the room and and that you will not let him do whatever he wants to do. Right, right. You know, at the same time, it has to go the other way too. Can't be that she could just do what she want to do and never get corrected, even in front of you. So you have to make sure that there's a boundary on all sides, so that the respect is maintained. Absolutely, on both sides. Okay, on both sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right. So was there anything, before we go a little further, was there anything similar that Monique, too, did to, uh, as far as Monique 1? Were there any similarities of what you did not like with Monique 1? Did Monique 2 also do any of those things? <laughs> oh, Their birth dates was, was their birth months was the same. <laughs> their, mother's oh. name, their mother's first name was the same. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, both of their mother's name was Sandra. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, both of them were born in January, one on the 6th and one on the 9th.
it really feeds a, a seed of insecurity that you already yeah, have. Oh. So, you know, that's good. You have to feed your spirit and sometimes you have to feed your mind. Well, and, you know, since we talk more on a, on a regular basis, just feed your mind with something else and become more productive. Uh-huh. I, I just, that really frustrated me that I'm not working and, you know, paying every bill in my house. And it just seems like I had unproductive people. Okay. So both Monique's were unproductive. Yeah, to me, yeah. Unproductive. Okay. Like, go out there and make something new stuff. Make something new stuff. Do something. Yeah, because you got the time and the opportunity. You got the time, opportunity. The support. You know, don't just sit around and just, you know... (laughs) Unproductive. There's something for you to do here that keeps that mind ticking, to keep that, you know, even to bring some finances so that, you know, you don't have a husband that has to pay for everything you do. Mm. Is, so you pay for everything? Well, both they of them, did pretty much. Well, look, I'll give you this. Both of them that would lead into that. Both of them, because you you want to be productive, that means that the person who is is possibly now being drained. Right, right. You know? And so I found myself, especially with Monique, too, because this is my second time around, I found myself just being drained. Just drained. How long can one person be everything? When you say everything, tell me what you mean by everything. Okay. I'm the head of the household. I I, I have to go make sure that um, everything that goes on my household is taken care of as far as, you know, financially. And I think people take that lightly. It is not easy for a man or a woman who has to do it to take care of our entire house. That's right. It may be something that we expect out of a head of, a head of the household, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. We go through very stressful, stressful days to where we, we, we're thinking about this and where, you know, but at the same time we still got to take care of this and do this and do that. And you're constantly multitasking and feeling the pressure that's enough to stroke you out. Mm-hmm. You know? Then you got to come home and still, okay, now I got to provide dinner, and dinner's not provided. You got to think of everything that had to be really thought of, I had to think of it. I, I couldn't even get, I couldn't get nothing established. Like, I need you to at least be solution-orientated concerning some of the other things that go on in in, in this house or in, possibly even in the church. Don't come to me with you a problem. Come to me with the people and say, well, while I was sitting here today, I thought about this, and I just want to give you, you know, what I feel could help you or help us. Be solution-oriented. I mean, you're going to drain the hell out of somebody just coming to them all the time with with a problem. Right, right. Well, you don't have to know that. You don't have to. Mm. 
It's nothing after 40 something years that pops in your head to say, let me really help this her. This is what? Uh-huh. If these wives are going to be helped me, okay, which is to me a very powerful, powerful, powerful um, a position to be given. It's not a second hand citizen thing. God himself calls himself a help. You know, um, <laughs> a help will conclude what you started. A helper can never help you if you didn't start nothing. Right, right, right. You know, if I'm sleeping the floor, now I can turn around and say, hey, I'm going to get some help. But you can't ask for help if nothing was being started. Uh And this person who can help has the ability to not only assist you, but even finish the job. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, there, there has to be, if you're going to help me more than you giving me what's on me about this problem. If this is going on up here, that's going on pop, 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 and nothing coming out of your mouth. It says, but you know what? Give uh, example. Uh, the church has a flooding problem. A flooding problem? Let's say the church has a flooding problem. There's water uh-huh. everywhere. Okay. A good a good helper, a good assistant, a someone on your staff. You have one person that's gonna come to you and say, Pastor, the church is flooded with water, the service is delayed, oh, you know, the people are leaving and you know, this is just a wreck, this is a mess. Oh my God. Can you believe this? That's one person. Then hopefully God will give you somebody who will call you on the phone and say, Pastor, um, the church has had a toy problem right now. What we decided to do is, uh, with your permission, we're going to delay the service for about 30 minutes. We'll let the people know. Calm down. Don't worry about it. Um, we have a company coming on the way um, that will be here in the next 10 minutes. And um, by the time you get here, Pastor, hopefully this company would have gotten disrectified and all we had was a 30-minute delay to our service. So you're Thank talking you. about being proactive and reactive. Proactive, reactive, and solution-oriented. <laughs> you told me the problem, but you also gave me the solution and what right. you did and what you did. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking a whole lot off of my plate and shoulders. Because certainly I had a lot that was already on it at the so you just keep on adding to my plate. What do you do to a person? You drain them. You, you right. give them home impacts. You stroke them out. So there's no relief. There's no um. There's there's no uh, help a brother out. You know they say we're supposed to be the help meet, but we don't help. Um, I ain't gonna say a we, but what you were finding out is that they didn't necessarily help you meet the mark. Uh, especially Monique, too. What she did was, can I have a couple dogs go, go get, I need this stuff from Mac. I need this, I need that. This is the problem. That's the problem. This is the problem. Problem, 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 problem. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell you, I just felt, I just felt drained. And when you feel drained, of course, you're not able to do what you used to because you're drained of strength. You're drained, you know, mentally you're drained. So it's, it's not as easy for you to continue in that uh, 
exuberant way that you have been all the time. And then, and then you get a person who doesn't see. And so what they say is the reason you're acting like you're acting is because you don't love me like you used to. Mm. That, that, that's very hurtful. <laughs> yeah, it's an accusation. Yeah. And that's the third thing they did together that got on my last nerve. Uh, a constant, continual accusation. I hate it. I hate it. That's why I don't want to get married. I I, I can't take it. Right now, I'm at so much peace. I wake up. I walk in the house. I don't have no warm feet next to me and stuff, which is an awesome thing to have. But I do have peace, which is priceless. It is priceless. It's priceless. I promise you, it's, it's priceless. I mean... I wonder in my house now, I come, I go, I'm in my office, it's quiet, I don't have nobody. I don't have none of that aggravation that comes with that whole wife thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I just do it again. I, I think Monique has slapped the taste out of my mouth to be married for a long time. I'm 42, I think they got I don't think I would consider marriage again until about 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. She, 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 she slapped the taste out of my mouth for a lot of things. Mm. I don't even think I can be as nice as I once was. I think nice guys finish last. Sound special. I do. I promise you. I'm, and I'm not being dramatic. I that's just I'm a very broad minded person and I try not to just be like I am being now but I'm now convinced that nice guys finish last. They do. Them them guys that are serious and check check these women. They check their ass real quick at the door and the moment they do something off, they check in their ass hard again. And uh-huh. for some reason those men always have these women cling to them and get them done. You're too nice, you get taken advantage of. I think you did the right thing, Bishop, in, in both marriages, as far as, you know, what you tried to do to make it work. But it's just maybe some of the things you did were just not with the right woman. Well, that's what everybody think, You know, did the right thing. Just with the wrong woman. That's what everybody say, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I just feel like I need to be on it more. Like, like, what are you doing? You know, like that type of thing. Like, what are you doing? No, cut that. Don't. No, it's like a little bit, a little bit more fierce and nasty. Because I'm not fierce and nasty. I, I'm never confrontational like that with a woman. I just well, like that. You know? I told you, I come from a household I've never heard my father even raise his voice. To his mother. To your mother, mm-hmm. right, right. Of course, I don't I don't like to be, I, I didn't see nasty. But I don't want to be that way. But it just seems like we just get, we just get taken advantage of every time. And I don't know. I mean, my first wife had a reason to have this little paranoia 
going on because between her cheating, which causes paranoia, and the me cheating, it's a double bound, isn't it? Yeah, it happens that way. It happens. Anytime you cheat, you're going to be paranoid. Because you think, what? I cheated. What is this band doing? Yeah, that that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, a, and a man and a man does the same thing. Uh huh. Yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, they say men and women are so different, but I do think uh, <laughs> we're alike in a lot of ways. Well, especially when we have to be. Okay, so she didn't put forth the boundaries with the children. Um. She wasn't productive. She wasn't help me like you know. She you needed her to be. Did you have an indicate like with your first wife? If I'm not mistaken, you knew. You said every day it was pretty much the end. You knew that it was heading that way. Did you get an indication ahead of time that this was going to happen with Monique too? Like, that's what has me so down about it because, yeah, regardless of the child situation, we still have, like, the, the most powerful, vaginous, craziest relationship ever. Like, when it was like we lived in a world of our own until we had to deal with that Kaisha, that little demon. But besides that, like, we was really... I. When I tell you I fell in love, love, I mean, and I meant for this woman to be my wife for the rest of my days, I did not ever see um, for for a while um, me and her divorce me. No, no, that wasn't. I didn't. I wouldn't even say the word divorce. You know, it was it was something that was in my mind. Um, that that was a bad word in my house, and okay. I never even used that word. You know, everything is fixable. And I didn't see, okay. um, I didn't see uh, me divorcing her at all. Just thought we was gonna always be this off the hook couple that love each other like to the next level, one next level. And all of a sudden, one day, not too long ago, because we only divorced about, what, two months ago now? Oh, okay. We've only been divorced about two months. January, February, yeah, about two months. Um, one day, I said, wow, this is not going to work, because Monique is not going to stop. She came to a place that I don't even know who this woman is. She was a it just looked like she was up under a whole nother influence and mm. she just would not let up. She would not stop. I still, right now, I'm, I think I'm so hurt because I just don't, she just turned into this, this other person mm-hmm. that was so destructive and so well, when did you notice, wait a minute, that's not like my wife. Like, when did you notice that? 
you, you, you have the dysfunction, dysfunctions that you know, because I'm sure with your husband and even with you, there are dysfunctions with each, with each other that you know and you deal with. I love you and that you are dysfunctional in that area, but that is a, that's not a housebreaker or a marriage breaker. Right. Right. You know, it's just not a breaker. It's just mm-hmm. there's no perfect people, and that's an area that you need to improve in, and then you may never, but it's just not a deal breaker. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, so there was dysfunctional things that Monique had that, to me, I said, okay, like she's dramatic, like very, very, very dramatic. Like, so. Very dramatic? He's very dramatic. It, it it annoys a lot of people, you know, oh. because, no, it annoys a lot of people because everything is so, like, almost like you need to be on a stage. It's dramatic. Her crying is dramatic. Her blowing her oh. nose is dramatic. It's, it's loud. It, it scares really? you. Really? Oh. Oh. It, it's just a scary thing. Seriously, I mean, people have have gotten scared when Monique coughed. This was like, it has to be like extra. Everything's extra, you know. Is it to command attention? Yes, yes. And she doesn't think she does. But you do if you're doing things that dramatic. I mean, she saw a mouse one time in Nostrums. Monique leaps on top of the people's furniture and she's screaming. I'm talking about to the top of her lungs. Oh. And Monique has that high soprano as it is, and she's, she's kicking and screaming and shaking. And I'm sitting there. In the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this one, that's funny. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the people are scared. You know, people don't know what the hell is going on. I don't even want to put my hands on because I don't want to know. They may think I'm doing something to exactly. her. Exactly, yes, yes. It, it, it's just with Monique, it's the craziest things. You know, um, you, she could be having a good time. We'd be on vacation. we just having a ball doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, here comes tears out of nowhere. I'm talking about this, and she's shaking. And, and, really? Uh, I mean, and what's wrong, Monique? Uh, my father, he doesn't love me. Oh, shit. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like you can't win. You know, with her, she's so dramatic and so damn emotional. And, I, you know, a lot of people say, damn, well, how did you deal with that? And I said, I love her because I love her. I'm, I deal with it, but I'm, you know, and, you know, that's that. So there's this dysfunction that she had, but where I saw stuff that was ridiculous and out of hand was over the last year. It just got It just started to become who is this woman who even said before, you know, when we got when we was getting married that she would never do some of the things she's doing now. She would never. Oh. And those things that she said she would never do. Now she's doing. Okay. Oh. Never oh, done. 
it, it started to cost me financially. It started to cost me um, membership-wise. It started to cost me in my peace, mind. You know, and I'm trying to go one direction, and I just can't with her. I can't. She got her own drum, and, <laughs> and she's beating to the beat of her own drum. Uh-huh. I feel that Monique now had her mind made up to do what Monique wanted to do. So when, all right, I know you said a year ago, but what um, made it, because I understand she started, you know, she had a little quirk, but you were able to overlook that. But it was a year ago that she was like, okay, this is not the same woman. Was this introduced some kind of way? Did she start talking ahead back then? or like? Well, I believe, you know, her daughter had a big part in it. Um, and Monique, you know, would say, like, I want to spend time with my daughter. And I would say, that's fine. You know, within the time you, you feel you need to spend with her, you spend with her. I'm going to stop that. Uh-huh. We had to talk with the daughter. I said, listen, um, I'm not stopping you from seeing your mom. I just want you to go. I have purchased your mother. She spent $2,500. Where I have a hookup where your mother could fly anytime she wants to fly. I said, oh. but at the same time that I have gotten somebody to hook her up like that, where she can fly anytime, anywhere, and if she wants to, for the drop of a dime, and I pay one flat fee for the whole year. Uh-huh. At the same time, I'm building a church in Charlotte. And so she cannot be always here in New York. Things like that. I said, but what's stopping you from coming to Charlotte? You know, if you ever come to Charlotte, you know, I'll let you and your mother spend as much time as you want together. You know, I, I'll actually let her stay at the hotel with you. Uh-huh. You know, and so she came one time, and Monique, I love Monique. She said, you really going to let me stay in the hotel with her? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm good. But she wouldn't step foot in my house. That, that was the rule of her father. She couldn't come to mind. So, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's cool. The daughter has to stay out of my house. And um, so I said, let me make it, you know, I make it where your mother would be with you. I don't know. From wow. there, from there, that's where Kaisha started to be like, work her, her thing where she would talk to her father, I want mom to come to the concert that you're having. And so next thing you know, Monique would ask, could I go to this concert? And enjoy it. And she would fly to New York, and then it started to become, for me, a bit much. Oh. Then a service. And then it was right back tied up in this love fellowship thing. And, you know, I don't understand it. I'm not understanding because you told me that this man, church is a cult, told me that he beat you up so many times. Uh 
he embarrassed you over the pulpit. Oh. He told me he told me that he had somebody get up in front of this whole entire church on a Sunday and let them know that you and him had inappropriate an inappropriate relationship. Oh. While married to while you were married to his parents. But he could turn oh. the people against you and make oh. sure that you know, his name is unblemished in this divorce. He had somebody do that to you. Who called that? Who called the person that stood up? I did. I'm the one who called him. I said, let me tell you something, you punk ass. Okay. How do you ever, a woman, allow you any type of space in their life and you stand up in front of some church? Are you a faggot too? Are, are, are you are you a head buddy too? I mean, I'm with I'm with that sort of guy. That's what I always did for Monique: protective, uh-huh. you know, husband, lover, whatever I need to be. My life, I let it get wrapped up in Monique. Now, now I, I'm having a problem adjusting to this new <laughs> found way over back over to that church when I'm uh-huh. trying to build something down here, like we. We're branding, you know, which when you come when it comes to churches now, branding is, is a lot if you want to get your church out there. You need to brand. Uh-huh. You got to brand yourself, you know, brand uh-huh. your ministry, you know. So in the brand of Harvest Kingdom, we're trying to, we, we're trying to nail that. But now they're, they're, we're finding Monique drifting back over to La Fellowship. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a little concerned. So when it came like the fourth time in a matter of a couple of months, I said, no, you ain't going to that. Uh. I said, you're not going to that concert, too. I said, well, it, it don't look right. It looks like you're feeding. I mean, this man is not even paying you no mind. Uh. So, you know, it's like the daughter is trying to just push this thing, push this thing. And even if it is just for her to spend time with her mother, listen, there's another place besides the Love Fellowship concerts and church services. You want to spend time with her? Why can't you do it at a restaurant? Want me to give you money right. for that? Why I think you're giving money for everything else. It just became, you know, uh, a problem and then. Then she started on, and to me, she was like, well, maybe I should pass to the New York church. Like she put it to me like she wanted to, an opportunity to pass to that church so if I couldn't make it there as much. And I said, yes, go ahead, pastor it. And, you know, I'm going to let the church know that you're going to pastor in the church and please give you the full support. Did the whole thing. And Monique uh, is just, again, started to then these little faggots down here in my sanctuary that I had, little 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 girly boys are going back to her telling her that there's a woman in the church oh. that is dressing and trying to look like her. Oh. So she brings it to my attention. I said, Okay, only first of all 
what do we care at our age? Who wants to dress and look like them? Uh-huh. Well, she's doing it because she's trying to get your attention. Monique. <laughs> Come on, please. Uh-huh. Could you please? It, you know, we're already going through. I, I don't mean no, no, no. To me, that was silly. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But to me, that was after after passing 15 years at that time. Uh-huh. All the things that we have to handle from day to day. Right. I to handle a girl in the church who is now being accused of dressing like you and trying to look like you to get my attention. Right. So Monique then goes, comes to me next, another week. She says, now the girl wears angel just like me. Where's my perfume? Oh. Okay. So, well, Monique, I, I didn't know it's just your perfume. I didn't know that the guy put, made this perfume for just you wear it. Uh-huh. He said, you don't see that this girl is trying to look like dress. I said, Monique, you wear Nordstrom, Saxis, Abs, all these other fine clothes. The girl has stepped up her dressing. No, she doesn't dress like you. To me, no, she doesn't look like you. She's chocolate, dark skin. You're brown skin, almost light skin. The only thing y'all have in common to me is that you're both tall and got, got that bone-structured face. High uh-huh. cheekbone. You both have it. But to uh-huh. me, Monique, we're leaders. People ought right. to be able to look at us and say, I said, I don't uh, get that. Now, when you was in love fellowship, you didn't like that the woman was looking so homely when you was always dressed up. Now you're in a church that you, you, some of the girls are looking at you and saying, oh, let, me, let me dress up. I mean, you, you're giving them this New York swag. Uh-huh. You know, they've probably never seen that before. Uh-huh. You don't know, think, you know, what you're trying to do is make this girl look a little crazy. You know, oh. So then now is talking with a lot of the members about it. Oh, no. Oh, and no. I think that's a, so I tell Monique, I said, Monique, oh. you're a pastor. You cannot talk to the members about other people. No. So she continued to do it. Then the girl comes in now. It this was a little funny to read out. Monique wears a ponytail, like she gets a, uh, her hair done in a ponytail because I like ponytail. Uh-huh. You know, I like that look where you just throw your hair back, you know, tight, and then uh-huh. you have your your beautician put a long ponytail, like one that goes all the way down the back. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Now, Monique had that look herself. That was her look that she always wore ponytails with buns, but then she started wearing ponytails with the long extension piece. And uh, I liked it. I was like, wow, that's hot. You know, so anytime she did it, I always, you know, or she asked me how I wanted her hair, I would say, you know, me, ponytail. Uh The girl with a ponytail like that, what's that thing? Oh, Lord. One of the members that Monique talks to all the time 
took a picture of the girl's ponytail and Monique and put it on the Internet and said on Facebook, boy, this Sunday I didn't know who was my first lady. <laughs> and, uh, oh, goodness. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, gosh, we so messy. We got to do better. Isn't that messy? That is so messy. Disturbing the peace. Kaisha, Kaisha, Monique's daughter, comes on the internet in the comments and says, and and pretty much puts my name in an adultery case with this thing. Now nobody has problem about me and the girl. Everybody was just saying stuff like, "Wow, you know, bomb, bomb, bomb." Kaisha brings a whole other piece to this. Kaisha gets the one and said, Messy Port is probably with her right now. What? So she calls me Messy Port, and then she says, on social media, to to everybody, that I'm probably with this woman right now. Oh, Lord. Okay. And when my kids saw it, I didn't even see it. My kids saw it. They Uh said, enough. That's it. That's it. And they went after Kaisha. They tore her a hole in her behind when they finished with her. Uh Uh-oh. It it was not my... I have, you know, daughters that are really about it. Like, my daughters Uh will... They're about it. You know what I'm saying? So um, they got together. um, And I have a daughter in the Bronx that I raised. She's not my biological daughter, Raised her. I brought her up in my house, took her from a drug infested home, and I raised her for many years. So she loved me to, to death, but to life. And her and Jasmine got on that internet and told Kaisha, oh, we, we will whoop you all over the, you know. Okay. So her, just meet us where you need to meet us. We're tired of you. We've been asking you for years now to stop. And they went after her and called her all type of names and, you know, whatever. And then they went after Hezekiah. (laughs) Okay. You you leave my father alone. You you just need to worry about your faggot butt bunny. Okay. You know, they they said everything that you could possibly think a faggot does. Right, right. Yeah, they did. They did. And they went on. Now I'm sitting at a church service in a in a consecration where people are being consecrated bishops. I don't know what is going on. All this is going on while I'm in service. And not only did my children come after Kaisha and Hezekiah, but they came after Monique too. Yeah, they did. Oh. They called Monique a whore. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, they, they called her a whore and uh and said, Your mother your mother came to my father broke. You want to talk uh-uh. about your you want to talk about your father's money all the time, but he didn't spend it on your mother. If your mother wasn't pushing no BMW and no Mercedes and all this stuff and wearing no red bottles where she was with him. They came after Monique and my children said the reason why they came after Monique is because Triasia knows a lot of things that 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 it could have only come from my mother 
having that daughter friend talk. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like her daughter, her daughter didn't say on the internet. What happened was my daughters responded to Kaisha saying these things, uh, which was the he's with she's probably he's she's probably with Messy Port right now. So my girls called with me now. They responded by letting them have it, but then she turned around and sent an inbox to my daughter, and the inbox called me a, referred to my penis. Why? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes, she did. She most certainly did. She said, I'm like a muscle, milk-drinking, small, blank, blank, average. Yeah, you know, she just, it bothered me because, you know, most girls, they, that's where they go, you know, if uh-huh. they want to get to a man's, you know, uh-huh. ego, so, like, whatever. My uh-huh. children didn't take that well. So it, it turned into a very ugly evening, and uh-huh. from that evening, I defended my children. Monique defended her child. And we went through a three-week absence of Monique. Monique what do you with, mean a three-week absence? Was this mutual or did she just, like, what do you mean? No, no she she went to New York. Um, um, me and her, of course, got into arguments because I was like, your daughter was out of line. Mm-hmm. In the moment that she got on the internet and brought my name 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 up in a derogatory fashion, you, my wife, should have got on the uh-huh. internet and said, "Please excuse my daughter's behavior. I don't agree with it." And um, you know, and whatever else you need to say right. to to really dismiss the allegation that she now put up on uh, that she's put my name in. She she basically told me two men this girl sleeping together. Right, right. I said, now do you believe that? I just want to know, do you believe that? Do you think that? Is that your conversation, huh? No, I've never said that. I've never said that. I don't believe you sleep with her. I just think it's disrespectful how you haven't stepped up and really said nothing to this girl. I said, Oh, wow. I don't agree with that, Monique. I got a ton of things to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not getting no help. I pay uh-huh. every bill. I'm, I got my children in school. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't get no help from me or one of y'all financially. Oh, boy. Okay? I'm still grieving my mother and father's death. I'm still handling that. I got a ton of things on my plate. I'm uh-huh. pastoring two churches. And I take care of you. Uh, Come on, I'm I'm not stepping to no good member of my church, who who just because she has a, a problem or y'all have a problem with her here and the way she's wearing. Do you talk to her? Well, uh, I put in the office and y'all have a conversation. Uh huh. So they just added. They didn't bring. What they could have brought, they just added to the weight, the pressure, the mess. They they just 
added to whatever, you know, was going on. They didn't necessarily bring any uh, harm or relief or anything like that. No, no, no. And then three weeks, you you gone telling people you ain't coming back, telling church members of my church, I'm not coming back to that church and all this stuff. You know, I'm like, really? So now I'm really stressed, like, you know, Come to find out later on, I found out that while she was in New York, and she would still call me, you know, but while she was in New York, she really snuck off to Orlando with her daughter, and that's there where she met up with that guy Walker. Oh. Because he lives in Orlando as well. And, um, you know, from there, now, now it all made sense to me while when she came back here, to this to the, to Charlotte when she finally came back after three weeks or so she was just totally different. Totally, really? Totally different. Totally different. More totally like Hezekiah and Kaiza. They have made up and now everything is disrespectful. It's just it's just a disrespect to me, everything going on now. Um from uh, the example, she now wanted to sing with the reunion choir. So I said, really? So you're going to go back up in that church, and just because he said, we cool now, you're going to go back up in that church, and you're going to sing on this reunion choir. Uh I said, are you getting paid? Is he going to pay? Because my problem is, that for all these years that he wasn't talking to you, he wouldn't even call you for 12, 13 years. Uh-huh. You told me the whole time you sung with that choir, sung all those songs, he never gave you one check. Not one. What? Not one. Uh-huh. He never gave her dime. Monique, I'm sorry, as your husband, if you're going to go back there and sing on that choir, for this reunion garbage, he needs to give you a check. It needs to be business. Yeah. Be business. Uh-huh. She 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 says, No, you know, uh, I just want to sing and you know, she's fiending for that stage again. And that's okay. where I feel where I played. The long story is I took care of Monique and the moment that Hezekiah offered her a stage again. I was out. Okay. I said, I'm out of the picture. When my wife could okay. walk in a church that I'm not allowed to go to, and I took her purposely and hurt my own self. You know, I, I knew I was setting myself up for hurt because I didn't want to confront no more, no more about it. I did tell her, to me, it makes no sense. It don't look good. It don't look good for your brand. It don't look good for the people that have worked to, to market you as fast Monique Davenport now you know, and to rebrand you. So she still had to go to the rehearsal for the reunion. I drove there. And I just wanted I wanted to see would my wife really walk up in a church that I was that I wasn't allowed in. And she most certainly did. And to me, again maybe I'm old school. How is my wife? going anywhere where I'm not welcome. 
Not I. And not my husband. That's all I can say. We don't play them games. You got to be united, no matter what is going on in the in the background. You got you don't let nobody know. It, you know what the what the deal is. Always a united front. We'll figure that out later. But when it comes to everybody else, that's a clear indicator. I feel of, up in that church. The, just like they now invited you and you, it was cool for you to go, you should have said, wait a minute, before I come back to that church and and participate in whatever way, mm-hmm. I need to know that my husband can walk up in there too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But that What's never, so wrong with that? That never happened. That never happened. So I dropped her off and I left. And she came back well, to that hotel room around three AM. In the morning? With her with her dress soaking wet. I said, Wow, your dress when we woke up the next morning, her dress was still wet. I said, Boy, you must have did a piece of singing for your dress to be this wet. She said, Yeah, you know how we do. Well no, we we started shouting and calling praising God. I said, Mhm. Yep. And so, of course, you know, hit the internet, the rehearsal and clips of it. And to me, it's just like, you know, I'm trying not to to feel a certain way. But when you have so many people calling you and going, Diamond Fault, what is this about? They know I'm laughing at bills. And like, they, you know, and I had to eat that. And I'm eating and I'm not sounding off of nothing. I'm not even sounding off. But all I told Monique was, now y'all gonna have a a reunion banquet, Monique. I'm really not feeling you going to no banquet. Uh-huh. So her brother and her family, you know, they heard me talking to her about it, and it got a little boisterous. And you know, they said, "Well, Monique, you shouldn't be going unless your husband's going with you." Oh, so they told her. They told her. Oh God. Okay. And she told me, that's fine. It's causing too many problems, therefore I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. That's what she told me. But unfortunately, (laughs) the day of the banquet, only calls me, says, so could you tell me What's the final verdict on this banquet? Oh. But I said, okay. excuse me? I said, I thought we already came to the conclusion. You said you just was not going. Oh. I went, and I said, and, and then we and I said, and we said, it, the only way you would go is if I was going with you. Right. She said, well, you're not here. She said, you're not here. I said, Monique, I was supposed to be in New York right now because you told me you was not going. So I said, Monique, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not doing it. My chest is going to hurt me all night long. I'm not doing it. I got to preach this morning. I ain't going to do this with you. Uh-huh. 
by the end of the night, bitches were sent to me with my daughter, with my wife, Trusting White, Hezekiah, and the daughter. And it was, and the pay, and the picture was on Monique's um, page. Not only did you go, you went, you took pictures, and you had it put up on your page. And so, you know, and you went with every stitch of the clothes, and I bought you. So, you know, like, I bought you that dress for an occasion with us. Oh, wow. See, maybe you don't look at stuff like that. And I, don't, I think a lot of women mess that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, they think that we so hard and strong, but at the end of the day, that hurts a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hurts mm-hmm. a man. Like, and because I don't go around screaming and hollering and stuff and I don't do all that, for you to still take advantage of that and you uh-huh. realize this hurts a man's ego and pride. I, I, I went to the store and, and purchased that dress. I went. When you when you tried it on, I was like, damn, this dress was hot. And it cost a bunch of money. And, I, and then I went to Miami and bought a pair of red bottom white shoes to go with it. Okay. And everything I purchased from the necklace on down, you stand there. And my thing is, even if you would have snuck off and went there like that, why pour more salt in the open wound? Why didn't you just say, Taisha, listen, I know you want me to take a family portrait you made there. I can't do that today. Mm-mm, not today. I'll take a picture with you. I can't take a picture with you. With not the right time. Because mm-hmm. you know you're not supposed to be there. Right, right. You know, but I got this picture sent to me. That thing ate me up. Yeah. That thing ate I still have it. I still have the picture. Ate mm-hmm. me up. I mean, I can send it to you to what you see. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating nothing. It is what it is. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I did throw a fit after, after that. I, you know, I didn't go crazy because I was like, I'm not going to let her see me go crazy over no Hezekiah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I said, that's whack. Crazy. Right. Why did you do that? Was was that the final straw for you? I ate that. <laughs> I you ate, ate that, that meat. Uh-huh. I mean, I just was like, suck it up. They want to try to make my marriage work. Oh, bless you, Bishop. Okay. I still want to make my marriage work. It's just like I'm embarrassed. Everybody's calling my phone, you know. I didn't. I didn't get that picture. Somebody sent me the picture. It's all over the okay. internet. Yeah. People trying to feel like what's going on, and then she feels like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with this picture. Ain't nothing wrong. Oh, it says so much. It says so much. You don't want me to be with my daughter. You don't want me to be with my, you know, with my family. Oh, really? Wow. Oh. 
I don't want you to be what you're doing. I'm just like amazed. I, I don't know. It, it's just so frustrating. Here I'm going out oh. my way to always. I done told your daughter that she can come to Charlotte. You could stay in a hotel with her. I'm offering wow. money for you to go out to eat. I'm doing all this stuff, and you gonna tell me I don't want you? But these mm. people got your your mind that screwed up. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now here come these six allegations and accusations against me. Mm. I can't. I don't have to live like that. I don't. So there was no defense for you. No. Nobody defended you. And that's the thing that hurt me. Like mm-hmm. even the church was going with this this sick stuff. Oh Lord. Like she had such an influence with, with them and these women she they would tell them, you know, he just don't and I'm not gonna sit and talk to these church folk and try to defend myself. I'm not doing it because we shouldn't be talking to them to start with. Right, right. That is not for them. Right, exactly. No, no, no. That's a no no. Okay. So I what I did was I said, Well, we gotta go to professional counseling. We have to go to professional I said, I've already went. While you was on your three week thing, that thing almost messed me up so bad that I went to a professional doctor and got me professional help. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you coming back here, you you, you you gotta get to a doctor. You gotta go talk. So when he went to the doctor, Obviously, she gave her a bunch of dramatic behind stories, and they all were basically people who are dramatic. They don't intentionally lie, but they live in their own world. They live in their own world, and being dramatic has them add stuff or leave stuff out that's very mm-hmm. important. So when we went to the counseling together now, this doctor who is a renowned doctor, she is really heads and shoulders above other therapists by far. Mm-hmm. You know that money she said? Money, why did you leave all this stuff out? Now that I'm talking to this is down for it in front of you, I'm confused. He said, now, you make it sound like he was, that he was cheating. Now you sit in my office like he, no, he's not now. I don't know what, what is it? Uh-huh. Said, no, I, I don't think he cheated on me. He said, oh, so you have it in your mind, like it's going on in your mind. She said, no, I, I guess so. It's, you know. She said, no, have you caught him cheating? I want to know. I mean, come on, let's talk. Uh-huh. Have you caught him? She said, no. Uh-huh. So what was going on? But she said, you know, Monique, when things play in your head or in your mind, it's just as critical as it, as it is, you know, it has just as bad of an effect as it does exactly. when you actually see it. Right, right. It causes a lot of problems. She said, and I don't think this, what, what you're going through is from him more than it is from the past relationships that you're going through with Hezekiah and your father leaving your mother. And all that is bleeding into this this marriage. And you're looking at this man, and he, he, you're taking him through. 
And then, of course, the third thing is how you got him is starting to haunt you. Okay. You interrupted his marriage. You was you was dating him while he was married, and so now you feel like what comes around is gonna go around. Okay. You're scared of you're scared of something that hasn't even happened, but you are you're very afraid that one day somebody will sweep him off his feet and take take him from you. And Monique said yes. She said yes, yes, yes. And I, I had to tell the doctor, just like I'm telling you, different situation. I was not in love. I'm in love with him. I was not in love with my wife. We had been separated so many times. By the time when we came along, my marriage was dead, finished, kaput. We were just waiting for for the day to come that we finalized it. Right. So, um, now I'm 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 a researcher. You know, people tell me things, I'm listening, but I, I'm a researcher. So when you called me uh, what was it, about a month ago and you said, you know, I went through a divorce, I've been praying for you ahead of time. I just knew it was something. And the Holy Spirit told me that you were going through a divorce. And I thought maybe it was just me. So it really shocked me, you know, when you told me. But I went and I looked. And, you know, just to see, okay, who is, you know, the, who are these people? And by the time I looked, I saw Monique had changed her name on her social media platforms to Walker. I don't know if that's a maiden name, she can keep it or what, but I saw that she changed it to Walker. And then you did tell me about the whole Love Fellowship Choir, whatever. I looked and I see it dates back to May of last year. So, at that time, I'm just trying to get the timeline. At that time, you still wanted to work it out. And then by what time last year did you say, that's it for me? Or was it this year you said, that's it? It was, let me look at my desk. Okay. Now, by this time, I have found out that Monique is done. Of course, she snuck off to Orlando. I have addressed that with him. And to her, that was, you know, like I would have just been like, baby, I am so, so sorry. You know what I'm saying? But, uh-huh. no, I'm getting a bunch of bull crap. Um, let me give you the exact date. Give me one second. October 14th. October 14th. You knew that it was over? I I, I can't take it anymore. She she had came home from wherever she was at, I believe, New York. And um, so so when we go get divorced, when we go get divorced, so she's pushing about a divorce. And I told Monique, I told Monique, don't ever 
do that to me because I'm going to be a man. I'm not going to let you punk me. If you if you if you keep pushing me, I'm going to do it. Uh huh. Step one. I went down to the to the. Um, I actually went down there on the fifth, on the fourteenth. I went down there, but when I got there, it was too late. Um, too late for what? Uh, they don't handle um, divorce anything after twelve noon. Okay, all right. So the next day, you know, um, she started in again with me. I said, you know what? Oh, hell no. I'm not going to deal with you no more. I'm finished. And I got my clothes on. I drove down to the courts. And when I parked my car, I was about to walk into the building. I saw my other car pulling pulling up. Oh, I'm Really? And she came. She parked that car. She came upstairs, and now they made it. Now she made it where they didn't have to serve her, no papers. She's there to receive them. Oh. She signed, she signed the paperwork just like I did, and that was that. And I was sitting there crying my eyes out. I'm crying my eyes out because I don't want this to happen. I'm serious. I'm sitting there, and the man said, "Sir." And she's crying too now. And he was like, it's, I don't want to do this. You know, you got time. It's got to be at least 33 to 40 days before the judge even sees these papers. Uh-huh. I need to go back home and think about this. I said, okay. He put the papers in, but, you know, he took them and said, you know, I got about 40 days. Uh-huh. Two days later, Monique goes to Greensboro to a Hezekiah Walker concert and oh, takes more and takes more pictures. Oh no. And I, and, and put and, and now the caption is on the pictures. Her husband her husband and the daughter. The caption they got big words on the picture says one word, dope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I said, Oh the hell, I'm done. I'm not I'm not in this next this next chapter. I'm not here. Uh-huh. There's no way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not in this next uh-huh. And then, of course, Monique thinks I'm playing, and that, you know, I'll put that paperwork in, and next thing you know, the ages were faster than ever, and we were divorced in about 45 days. So that was October, and then by November, you had the divorce. No, no, no. Hold on, I'm sorry. I can't even give you the. I'm so. We put it in. Okay. We put it in October 15th. Uh huh. Put it in October 15th. I'm I'm just looking at. I have never even looked at the divorce the divorce paper. Well, don't do it now, Bishop. You ain't never looked at it. No, I just don't want to look at it. So. Okay, don't look at it. All right, so these are all the things that she did. She did a lot. She did quite a bit. Lord have mercy. So well, I'm going to make us look bad. She, 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 she got physical with me. Um, oh. There was a time that Monique slapped me and got physical with me. Oh, um, really? Yeah. What the world? 
understand. I, I, I'm telling you, it was a whole other person. Do you say she slept with Hezekiah during the... Okay, it was the 15th. It was the 15th that... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not getting... I'm getting my days mixed up. That was a file number 15. I'm trying to look for the day that we... December 3rd. Uh-huh. Maybe that was one. It seems like December 3rd is when we went down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you think she slept with Hezekiah before y'all were divorced? Yeah, before we were divorced, she went to Greensboro, and she okay. went to that concert in Greensboro, and um, that's where she took the picture again, and it stayed up on the Internet. And um, I just stopped talking to her. She she actually went through Tina finally and said, you're his PR person. He won't call me. He won't talk to me. You know, about five. she was like, well, why do you think that's happening? Uh, hello? Right on, Tina. And um, she was like, I, I don't know, she tried to play dumb. And, you know, I guess feel Tina out. So Tina's, you know, Tina's very intelligent. And Tina's uh-huh. like, mm-hmm, go ahead, keep going. Right. And she was like, well, you know, these pictures came out. She said, okay, all right. Why is it, why is it on your page? Uh, I didn't put it on my page. Somebody else put it on my page. She said, now you do know I, I, I deal with media, media and PR, right? Okay. So it, it, this happened on your page, came out Sunday. Today oh. is Friday. Oh, and if, if you wanted that off your page, because somebody else put it up there, it would have been off your page by right now. Right. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Monique, you got to make up your mind what you want to do. Sorry, you can't do this. Uh-huh. So I, I just, you know, I kind of cut conversation and just got in the third, and then I told Monique, I said, Monique, before we started talking, I said, listen, I, um, I don't want to get divorced. I don't. Uh-huh. I want the marriage. I said, we probably have about. We probably have about two weeks or so before this divorce is final. Uh-huh. I want to keep my marriage, but this is what's going to have to happen. One, you're going to cut this Hezekiah Walker thing out. You're not going uh-huh. to his church, no more concerts, that thing with the choir. That stuff is done. We're going to focus on this house, this home, this ministry. Uh-huh. That's one. The second thing is, does your daughter, and I know how the whole thing went down when with you going to Orlando, your daughter set it up. Hezekiah did not know you were even there. Your daughter called her father and said, come pick me up 
And when he got there, you was there. And so your daughter set it up. And then y'all went out to eat and had whatever, and the relationship grew and grew and grew and grew. So this is what I'm telling you. At this point, your daughter doesn't need to know I'm on the phone, but I need to hear with my own ears. You say to your daughter these exact words, and I have them written down, which is, um, at this time I'm, I'm attempting to get my marriage together. It's very important to me that my marriage stays together. Um, Taisha, I'm not trying to choose you over my husband at all. I, I don't want to do that. But if you continue in your behavior trying to destroy my marriage or do anything that will disrespect my husband, I'm going to stand with him because me and him are one. Mm-hmm. He, he told me no. I said, marriage over. And that's when I knew my marriage was over at that point. Okay. And then uh, two weeks prior to us going down there, that would be some, to be finalized, that would be sometime late December, um, I knew that the marriage was over. And she calls me today, like she just texted me just now. I miss my husband. She, and, she, and she's playing this game. Which she tells all my church members, I only did what he wanted to do. He wanted a divorce. So that's how my church oh. is taking this hit. Like, cause she, she refuses to be truthful because she don't want to take a hit to her reputation. So she's, she's twisting this thing and telling people he hates me, he don't love me, I, okay. I only divorced him because he wanted a divorce. Bunch of bullcrap. But she'll text me right now to I miss you. You know, I want to be in your arms. No. No and no. He said no. No and no. Okay. (laughs) Maybe it ain't what she thought it was. Maybe she had an expectation that it's going to be A, B, C, and D. And maybe, you know, I don't know if Hezekiah had a... Um, uh, you know, I don't know, but it, it apparently mm-hmm. she's. My name ain't Hosea. My name ain't Hosea. I ain't buying back. Oh, okay. I ain't buying her back. I ain't doing it. Well, you that know, was, it's funny. Uh huh. That was for that profit. That was for that profit, not me. Sorry, can't do it. Okay, I ain't mad at that. Um, I noticed she changed her name back to Davenport. It was Walker. At the time we talked, when he told me the divorce, he went through a divorce, and that was Davenport. So I'm just, I'm just saying that when you look at her social media platform, when I looked last time, when you told me we got a divorce, I looked and I saw that she had changed her name to Walker, which shocked me. Because it was just so soon. And then when I look again at this very moment, it's Davenport. It's changed back to Davenport. Um, so, it, What is that on Facebook? Yeah, if you look at it, look up our Facebook page, it says Monique Davenport. When I look yesterday, it said Davenport. When I look today, it says Davenport. And it does not say Walker like it did when we had talked a, a month ago. 
So. Let me check. I'm sure that she has two pages. She very well may. But the one I know that's her page is the Davenport. Now, I'm saying all that to say. And then you tell me, you know, you got a text. She's not done, huh? Okay. Okay. Okay, so now they redid it again, and they put Monique Walker artist. So they're trying to say that that's her as a, a artist, which is what I told her that I didn't mind her doing from the beginning when we got married because that's her stage name. Uh-huh. And I didn't mind her keeping Walker as a stage name. Well, when you look at I guess she has another page. It says that she resides in Charlotte or lives in Charlotte and that um, Pastor uh, Monique, is, you know, her name is Monique Davis. So maybe it's a personal page. I'm not sure. Let me see. I guess that's Pastor Pony Davenport. Yeah. If she has that on there. I would like to see it myself. Yes, please go look it up. Let's see. It's not coming up. It's not coming up? I see Monique Walker. Okay. Well, I see Monique Davenport. A cover photo of her, and it looks like Kaija. They look alike. Um, and it just says Monique Davenport. Oh, um, whoa. There's no way for this to be reconciled as far as you're concerned. You're done. Obviously, she's not. Um, I'm sure in hindsight she's looking to say, well, I could have did this differently. I don't know what she may be thinking. Do you think there was anything you could have done differently? Or is it because you went so far to forgive and excuse what she did that you, like, let me just stop there. Do you think there was anything that you could have done differently in the marriage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I always think there's things that, you know, when it comes to a divorce, um, that should have been and could have been done differently on both on both sides. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think it's a one one-sided thing. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a one-sided thing. Um, I just feel like in in some important areas of covering your home and your marriage, um, there's some the moments that are really vital, the the reaction to things. Uh And Monique because she has no business sense at all, because when you pastor a church, um, there is a business part there, and you become a business partner with your husband. And 
You know, if I can train any pastor, first I would tell them, you have to protect that corporation, not just the church. Yeah. You've got to protect the corporation. So your mouth got to be careful. And Monique mm-hmm. just went around my church talking to these people, and it really destroyed the corporation and the church, leaving me uncovered. Uh-huh. One, time, one time I was in a meeting, and these people would hit me with question after question after question. There were so many, like, almost allegations. And I'm trying to figure out where is this stemming from? I'm, it's catching me totally off guard. Because I'm thinking that I'm here to speak with them and gather my leadership and to, you know, really just tell them, you know, um, this thing with this young lady. Uh, as far as her looking like Pastor Monique, I wanted to dress like Pastor Monique to get my attention. I'm thinking this is where we're at in approaching that. Anyway, somebody asked me, should you, he said, Pastor, do you have to sit down or whatever? I said, well, for what? What the hell are you talking about? Uh-huh. Come to find out, Monique went around telling people that this girl came to my house unannounced. Oh, and oh. and I didn't do anything about it. Oh. And it went from that to then for her telling people that. By the time they finished putting in their own thing, the rumor was now, or what was being said, was that when, Mon- when Monique got home from church, I was already there with the girl coming from upstairs in my house. Oh, Lord. And Monique tried to tell the girl to get out and this, that, and the third, and the girl would not get out, and I wouldn't do anything about it. That's how the, that, that, that's what the allocation oh. Now, this was the, to me, it hurt me. It made me so sad. It really crushed me because the girl came to my house for a Father's Day barbecue that Monique was thrown from me that I did not want. Oh. I don't do Father's Day. What, what, what movie have you been watching? What life have you been watching as a marriage? One of the things that's been a thorn in my flesh is my father and mother's death. When have you ever seen me have a celebration on Father's Day? Uh-huh. So she throws this thing, and she says to me, who would you like to invite? I said, I don't care who y'all invite. I don't want to hear. I don't want to deal with it. You don't want it anyway. Monique also tells my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's 21, that she can invite people. Oh, okay. When, when I, when, now, I don't even get home before Monique because I'm dealing with a stabbing. My musician oh. stabbed his girlfriend and got locked oh. up. Okay. And the only reason I hired him was because I I have pretty much raised spiritually his his sister. His okay. sister is my praise and worship leader and my real spiritual daughter who I've had in my church for over ten years. Uh-huh. And, you know, she told me my brother down in North Carolina, he's a great musician. He was nothing but trouble. He stabbed his girlfriend in a hotel that had my name on the reservation. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my name God. was the room, 
And I got the hotel at a discounted rate from an employee as an employee rate. So now the person who gave me the form to get that room for $39, is uh-huh. he's being contacted, let him, and they let him know um, your job is at, in jeopardy at this point. You're suspended until further notice. So I'm on the phone with him. I'm on the phone with the police. I'm on the phone with detectives. I'm on the phone with the emergency room. With the girl, I'm on the phone with the girl. Oh, Lord. I mean, so the whole, my whole day is being consumed. I didn't get home because right after church, I'm taking care of this. So I'm, I'm at my office at the church. I get home very late. I thank everybody for coming, and I say, I cannot be a part of this right now because I'm dealing with the stabbing. And I went in my office where I am now, and I sat in here and had to deal with all these people um, concerning the stabbing. I see the young lady walk in. And when I saw her walk in the door um, into my house, I was like, okay, uh, I guess Monique has decided to stop this BS because Uh the girl has been a good member of my church. Her whole family and her son has been over my house for the whole damn week. Uh (laughs) With my Uh my son. So... What happens is I get a text from Monique that says, did you invite Jessica? I said, no, I didn't invite anybody. So she was like, well, who invited her? I said, Monique. I texted back to Monique. I don't know. I really don't care. Um, You know what I'm handling right now. Right, you ain't out there anyway. Okay, and then I, then I, I and I say, and you know what kind of day this is for me, as it is. Uh-huh. So, you know, next thing you know, you know, the girls out there, I went back out there one more time just to say again, I am sorry, everybody. I don't mean to be shady, but I really have a lot going on. Uh-huh. I went back in my office. And the next thing I know, Monique is telling people in the church that the girl came to her house unannounced. Oh. the whole church on this girl. Oh. Monique is mad with her because Monique made it seem like she is bothered. So imagine the people who are protective of their leaders. It's like, uh-huh. you you got to have the audacity to go to, go to first lady's house. You, you wasn't invited. But lo and behold, she was invited. She was invited by my daughter. Oh, wow. And you gave permission to, to invite people. Right, right. And my daughter don't know about the little beef that you have with this chick. Right, right. So now you have made this girl look crazy to people and made the people mad at her. Now look. Look what kind of right. mess we got in our hands. You gotta apologize uh, to that lady. Uh-huh. You need to apologize. But by the time I knew what was going on, it was too late. It has been spreading a whole nother way. They they added out that I was at the house prior to. I never left the church. I was at the church the whole time. Whoever made this story up is insane. Uh-huh. Insane. So now my wife had to come to the to the leadership meeting. 
and explain to them that, unfortunately, I did speak to several people about my dismay about the girl coming to the house at all. Uh-huh. But, so, you know, from people turning around and saying that I walked in the house and my husband was coming from upstairs, said, that's a lie. Yeah. yeah. But, see, I, I already lost about 10 members from that now. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I already lost people who believed it. And I, I couldn't defend it because I didn't even know it was going out there. I didn't even know it was being said. Uh-huh. Oh, I have mercy. My wife has cost me a lot now. My years of building while you watch television all day. Oh. You understand? So do you understand how I feel now? I'm building. I'm working every day. You know, I'm out here visiting and running around and going to the hospitals and building this church and preaching every Sunday, studying, going for God, and you ruin it by talking to the saints. Uh, you ruin it, and all you do all day is sit up and watch television. Uh, I can go down and list of things. She gets up at about 8 o'clock. She watches a little bit of the news. And 9 o'clock is Kelly and Mike, straight hand. And then at 9 and at 10 is the Wendy Williams show. And at 11 is The Price is Right. At 12, the, the first episodes of Judge Judy comes on. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So maybe um, she didn't realize that she, you know, not sticking up her fur or anything like that, but I... Maybe she didn't realize that that unproductiveness was was drying her, and then that limelight that she was offered, which really to me ain't no limelight, but that limelight that was offered, you know, that sparked her thirst. But that wasn't what it needed to be. If she was productive at home, she would have never desired or needed what Hezekiah had to offer. In my opinion, in my mind, mm-hmm. so. Well, what was the first day that you, or when was the first time, I know you say you were hurt, you were broken, um, that you decided, I'm going to move forward? Like, how did you start picking yourself up again? I just think maybe last week, really, when I just finished coming from the doctor's office, and maybe it was like, you know, you know, my whole sickness that I'm dealing with is due to is due to the fact that um, I'm stressing. I'm stressed. Uh-huh. I'm stressed, and I, I just said, you know, I have to stop letting this to me. You know, I got to move on. Okay, so it was the stress that prompted you to say, I got to do something different. Including her. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not the stress. It's the the fact that I actually got a doctor telling me, no, oh, this 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 what you're going through medically is right is happening because of the stress in your life. Mm, okay. Confirmation, you know. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't stop now, you gonna go from stomach issues to something else. Yeah, yeah. 
because um, that's where, you know, when your emotions are, you know, messed up, it does hit you in the stomach. And being that you pulled yourself together, you know, with fitness, that was a way for you to get back in the driver's seat, as you said, when your parents died. Certainly you can't overlook that now. You know, that's mm-hmm. how you yeah, got up and got out. I kept on telling Monique, like, the reason why I am going to divorce is because I'm going to either think, I'm going to think about whether I'm going to stay married or whether or not I'm going to have you mess me up to the point that I'm in a hospital somewhere. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I, I got to make a choice. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. So how do you feel when you wake up? Do you feel like, because, you know, there is a sense of mourning even, you know, with a divorce, but how do you maintain, how do you keep, you know, moving forward every day? Mm-hmm. Right now I'm just busy. I'm busy and I'm focused on, on, on rebuilding my church. I'm focused on rebuilding we, you know, rebuild, revive, restore. And I, I, I'm letting those three words just drive me right now. Rebuild, revive, and restore. Yeah, I, those three words is on, is on my page. Um, you know, um, that's where I'm at. Um, I'm preaching about it. One day I started a series on rebuild, revive, and restore. And, um, you know, I'm just. I'm just driven right now. I I I have to win. I refuse mm-hmm. to lose. My church was built it has to be it has to be built better. Okay. So again, that mindset, you know, kicks in. I will not lose. It's not an option for me. And the building, the reviving, the restoring, the act of participating in it, is that what is helping you get through? I mean, I'm, I'm driven by adversity. You know, I'm driven by it. I'm, 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 I'm you know, when, when, when trouble happens, you know, I'm, I'm more determined. My mind takes. I get more creative. You know, pressure mm-hmm. moments. Pressure moments for me is a, is a, is, is an opportunity. You got to see it as a, how do you see it as an opportunity? Because, you know, most most people won't see it as an opportunity to come back harder, come back stronger, do, you know, something even greater, have something even better later or whatever. How do you, you know, is it a matter of focusing on what is to come? You look at history. Most people who turn out to be stars or superstars, are those who was able to perform their best in the worst moments of their life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So that, uh-huh. that means that that means that those those times that you've gone through some really severe things, it's now an opportunity to really blow you up. Uh-huh. That, that that becomes a story. And it's those type of stories that people are interested in. Those those type of stories is the one that, you know, 
get on ESPN. You know? So you have to look at you have to look at these fierce battles as an opportunity for God to give you a stage, a place in time, you know? Uh-huh. You know, David David they was up against a lot versus Goliath, but it is after he defeats Goliath that David really blows up to be David. Uh-huh. Well, that we just knew that he was the son of Jesse, <laughs> but nobody uh-huh. sitting in the backyard, you know, basically. But it all it all starts to unfold for him after God gave him a, a stage, an opportunity. Great opportunity. Nobody else would take it. Uh-huh. Nobody else would do it, you know, so and I, I don't get it as an opportunity. If I overcome it, you know, it might put me on a on a much better place. Oh. I believe it will. So uh, how do you uh, obviously she's not ready to give up. How do you Keep her at bay. If you entertain her, then I would imagine you might fall back into the very place you're trying to come in, come from. Well, I was entertaining her because what happens with Monique is Monique plays a lot of mind games. And um, Monique, like, would continue to text me until, and then she'd come to a place that, you know what, let me say something that's going to aggravate her. Um, him calling me a name is better than him not calling me nothing. <laughs> so, you know, me calling her a jackass to Monique is, you know, as crazy as it sounds, that's better than silence. Okay. And she knew how to press my buttons, and she still does. I'm not completely better at that, but I am better. So now we okay. I just think, okay. Okay. I just don't answer. Okay. You know, it, it, you know, when a woman betrays you, betrays uh-huh. a man, it's, it's not that easy, not that hard to cut, cut you off. Huh. And it, there's, there's a sense of it. There's a sense of betrayal to me that has happened here. Uh-huh. You know? And uh-huh. even if I did something wrong, I just felt like whatever I have done was a marital um, mistake or, you know, and we take it in the house or we go to a counselor or we go to a bishop and, and sit down and we resolve it. You don't take my business. Monique took my marital business, I didn't tell you this too, and discussed it with Hezekiah. God, oh God. And then told him she wasn't coming back to my church. And he referred churches in North Carolina that she could go to. Oh, really? Yeah. And she was stupid enough to uh, be driving in my car. I let her use my car still. We're divorcing. 
and all that. And I'm still letting her use my car because I want to try to keep my marriage together. But I put a bug in it, and I, re- I put a, a recorder in my car. I found, so. found out a lot. Yeah, because I'm smart like that. I'm, I'm very intelligent. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, good. I'm good for investigations, you know. I know and that's right. No. Um, I bugged my car. I put a um, I put a, a fierce recorder in that back pocket behind her seat. Oh. And um, it was there that she told her adjutant, she said, yeah, Hezekiah referred some churches that I can go to. So what church we go into this Sunday? And the girl starts referring to churches too. I was like, I'm an asshole. You're a real... Well, yeah. that. Oh, push up. Yeah, it, that that broke my pride as far as it broke my pride, my ego, my man. You know, just to hear my wife saying to this girl, "Listen, you know, I'm going back down to the rainbow again. The next time I go, you need to go with me. You got to see this man's house. Oh, oh you got to see his house. This bedroom looks like this." This bedroom looks like that. Another bedroom looks like this. And oh. then he got he got air mattresses on the other two bedrooms, you know. But he won't mind you staying. He likes company, and I mean, just it, it was just like, are you serious? Oh. Are you really serious? So it was like, you know. Then I found out she that's, that she also been to the Ben Salem house. He has a house in Pennsylvania. She's been there too. <laughs> Huh. I, I never heard. I never, she never told me about that. And I'm just like, it's just too much for people that's supposed to be in love. And for somebody I really gave my heart to, it's like, this is too much for me, man. All these secrets. You know I mean? And then you got to go to a doctor's office, and, and your thing is, I don't think he loves so now you want to you want to play with it. You should have just said, "Listen, let me just be honest. I have an infatuation for what I've been doing my entire life, which is singing, the stage. Uh-huh. That's all I know how to do. I don't know how to do anything else really. This is what I've been doing since I was a kid. And uh-huh. unfortunately, to my husband, who I love so much." I just don't want to miss that opportunity, uh-huh. even if it means this marriage. Right. Be it. Be honest, because not even two weeks after we, we divorced, not even two months after we divorced, I got hit a couple of Sundays ago. I woke up, Tina, Tina texted me. Tina said, just checking on you. This is two Sundays ago. I said, I'm looking at her text, but Tina doesn't text me. I'm checking on you. You know, Tina, Tina does great work for me, but Tina, usually, if I get a text in the morning, it's like, make sure you get this done and that, and blah, 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 you know, stuff like that, reminding me of something. Just check on it. Then I get another text. Yo, that was, this is not even right, bro. Oh. Then I get another text. I'm going to do that to you. You're going to have to call it a spell award. Oh. 
I texted that person back and said, she's at the Stella Awards? And it was like, yeah, she's in Vegas at the Stella Awards, and she's singing with heads. Uh-huh. And I was like, can you send me the video? Is there a video? And they sent it to me, and, uh, well, no, she said, the girl said, go on my page. I'm going to share it. And okay. so I went on the Facebook page, and Hezekiah, he debuted his new single, and Monique is in the background singing. Uh-huh. And I said, this is not even two months into a divorce, and she's back on that stage. If that don't prove right there that this is a planned thing, uh-huh. this is planned. This was talked about. I wasn't a part of it. And Monique should have just been honest to me. Uh-huh. And when I addressed it to her, she said, it's part of my compensation for all he didn't do. Really? Yep. The blood of Jesus. Oh, no. Now, that is just demonic. That is tormentuous. I think it's demonic. I think what you just said, the blood of Jesus, I I, I mean, that's how I felt. But more, I'm just devastated. It it devastates me. It continues to break me down. You know, I I really really wanted to write a book. The next book that says Men Hurt Too. Because that's it. What I have, and as physically fit as I am. I have been penetrated down to my heart. Mm-hmm. And and this type of pain I felt has never happened to me from a relationship. Mm-hmm. I am very hurt and and was hoping that even with what I've done, like say I made some bad decisions, say say I guess I didn't make the right decision when it came to my children going after her kids which I don't think I did nothing wrong there neither. I think your daughter needs to be dealt with. And even if I did tell my kids to attack her, that's fine. Somebody needs to shut her mouth. Yeah, because somebody will the wrong way. So, you know, even if I did those, why couldn't those things stay in my house and I'll be comfort? I'm a pastor and leader and the head of a household. You have to cover your husband, you know, I can understand if I'm here abusing you, beating the hell out of you, I can understand if I'm doing that. I can understand if I got women in and out of this house and being this disrespectful person, you know, but that's not the case with me. I'm making some judgments that you don't agree with, and what you don't agree with, you're taking it out to the public, including what she did to me after this divorce by speaking to Mr. Obnoxious, the blogger. I never heard of him, but you told me that he called you, right, or something? He's a he's he's a very controversial blogger with a with a large following of the gay population, and okay. he goes after a lot of leaders and preachers and you know high profile people. And he's made a living off of going out at going after and exposing a lot of people. And, um, you know, with me, he made 
up a whole big story that's just a bunch of bullcrap. And Monique don't realize, you know, you cost me again. Because it was a platform for people to just chime in. And one person says, I should not even read this stupid crap, but one person said, yeah, I'm a member of his church, and I'm, you know, I know, I heard he hit he, he was loose. I'm just looking at this going, it's just no way I'm going to be charged with this. This is no way I'm going to be accused with all the hurt I'm feeling already. I mean, if somebody else chimes in, you know, and says, yeah, I heard he was abused in her too. And I'm like, what the Oh God! Are y'all getting me mixed up with that kind of water? I mean, like, what the hell? And I'm I'm pissed at Monique for this, and all Monique could do is text me and say, "I repent." Mm. But you you keep you know a double-minded man is unstable, and she is unstable. I have never hit a woman, but of course now the guy has me. A big article on me, right? He has me. He put pictures off my Facebook page with me with with my muscles all out. So of course the people with that type of picture go look in there. I look like somebody that's aggressive. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy. I'm, I'm set up to look like a crazy, like a crazy abusive nut. I mean, he got pictures of me with my, you know, with, with like a sleeveless thing on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bishop, I have to say that that wasn't your wife. I know y'all were married, but wives don't do that. That's that's all I'm saying. And I'm gonna be praying for you. Good Lord knows I'm gonna be praying for you. I am praying for you. Um, and I believe God to just do something awesome for you. This and you don't need to go back black. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, look. You can go. You can leave black after you meet my mama. Okay? Now, if you decide, you know, if you decide this ain't no hope, even with her, then that's fine. But after you meet my mama, <laughs> then you can go. You can leave black. Okay? But, um, you know... Whatever, um, whatever it is. My mom's a fun person. She's a good woman. I think good people deserve good people. That's all. So that, that's why. And, um, I'm very protective of my mother, so I don't just suggest to anybody. I've never done that. But, I, you know, I just thought to this time. But it ain't your last hoorah, you know, even with the first Monique. You were saying I'm not going to fall in love, and you fell in love. And, you know, this one left a sour taste in your mouth. But God has got a way to do the unthinkable. He's got a way. And I believe that he's going to do it for you. And this time, whoever she is, it's going to be right. But in the meantime, you know, I'm just praying that you you know, the triple R's, that you have that moment, that you have that time. But I believe God for your best in spite of the mess. I believe God for your best, and it's going to happen. Because I know how to pray, okay? I know how to pray. (laughs) And I'm not saying that, you know, other people don't. I'm just saying I know who I'm called to be. 
Well, there's some folks that don't know how to talk to you. You, you know what? You said what now? I said there's some folks that don't know how to pray, so you you won't point by saying that you know oh, how. I didn't want I didn't want to be arrogant, you know. So that's why I'm saying, you know. But I just yeah. So um, I'm gonna rewrite. The, I'm gonna do these edits, and then we're gonna write this chat this chapter. And what I would like to do is kind of leave it where it tells enough, but not the whole story. And then you can write your book, Men Hurt Too, and then you know you can dive into some things, almost leaving their palate a little wet, but still giving them some how tos on overcoming, you know, from the from loss you know, divorces. So, um, are we going to get that together? Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, now, when will be the next time you you, you come back to your church in Queens? Uh, we just had a, one of my friends just died yesterday. Oh, Lord. Jesus. At 40 years old. What? Yeah, they found him in the house dead. So, I'm going to probably get back to New York sometime next week. Okay. All right. Well, if you're looking to go to dinner, you let me know because my mama lives in New York. (laughs) Yeah, I'm probably going to be there next week sometime. Um, I'm trying to figure out when exactly because uh, the young man was actually my stepdaughter's uncle. Oh, yeah, and he was a he, he was a really really good uncle. He called the kids every day and spoke to them by way of um FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And he was just a good guy. And uh, I'm shocked to hear that he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I see all the Facebook people are writing. So I'll probably go to this on, on, on next week. Okay. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. All right. Well, um, Keep me posted. I'll be praying everything goes well with the family. Lord have mercy. But um, all right. When um, I'm gonna send the edits out. So just be on the lookout for that, and then okay. we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I'll be available also to talk. When next time you would like to? Let's um, let me finish this up first. Okay. And then uh, I'll send it out, and then we'll go from there. Okay, cool. All right, Bishop. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.